welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode 163 for Saturday the 27th of July, 2019. Coming up this week, I've now got the 20 books written, so where's my 50k? That's one book off for editing, and already the next one is being planned, even though I was trying to figure out a way to skive earlier on today. And it's the 20 books Edinburgh weekend. It's time to head for the Scottish capital. Now, before we get started with today's diary, let me just explain that if you can hear a little whirring in the background, it is because it is extremely hot in the UK and I would expire by the end of recording this podcast if I didn't have my fan on. So the noise you can hear is the fan on the floor, which is pointing directly up at me as I record this episode. So please excuse that, but it's quite a small study. It catches the sun and I don't think I'd make it through to the end of this if I didn't have some form of fan in here. Um, And With that said, let's move on to this week's word count. As I told you in the headlines there, uh, I have actually now finished Now You See Her. So that feels like I was writing it for barely no time at all. So in terms of writing, since I recorded last week's diary, I wrote my author notes for Now You See Her. I did that on Friday evening, actually, after I'd recorded the diary last week. So I'd forgotten to do it, but I just wrote some author notes. This is the thing I've picked up from the 20 Books of 50K guys who always write those personal notes at the back of each book. And it's... It hasn't really done me much good that I can see at the moment, but it hasn't done me any harm either, so I'm going to continue to do that. On Saturday, I wrote... Well, actually, I split my writing. If you remember last week, I said to you that um, I had a funny old day on Saturday, and I thought I'd probably end up finishing on Sunday. But what I did, it was a funny old day on Saturday. And would you believe that I couldn't do my part run? I went to the hospital. I was done in about a quarter of an hour. I did say it was sort of brief and painless. And thinking, oh, if I run, if I drive over to part run, I might just catch the end of it. Um, but somebody told me about uh, a sponsored run over the weekend. So listen to how this weekend went after I spoke to you. I ended up writing 3,376 words on Saturday, but I also did the first round of a, a, a charity run um, where there were people just constantly going around running five kilometer routes for 24 hours. So I, I joined the first one at midday. I, wrote, I, I ran 50K, came back, had a shower, and then wrote those 3,376 words. And then on the Sunday, I got, got up early, I finished the book, wrote another 3,131 words, and then re- went off and did the last 5K of this charity event that I was doing. So I hadn't intended to do that at all, but I was so fed up with not getting my part running on Saturday, I ended up doing two 5K runs and getting all that writing done. So I did say it was going to be an odd weekend, and it certainly was. But it just worked to, to split the writing up like that. It would have been a very long writing day at the end. It's very difficult at the end of a book because you, it has to be wrapped up and you're not quite sure how many words you're going to write. So actually, it worked really well for me writing basically two chapters one day, two chapters on the last day. So that book, although it was targeted because I wrote 15 days at 5,000 words per day, but I always write over 5,000. I never let myself write under 5,000. That book with all the extra bits in it now, its length is 80,517 words. And I think I did that book in about about over a period of five weeks. It was it's something like that. So it's been written extremely quickly um, and, and, and painlessly, I'm, I'm pleased to say. So uh, that book now uh, goes over. It was again, it was very funny because I was catching up with the editing. I caught up with myself with the editing. So I was writing 
then I was editing and Bill Kokus was coming in and he was also looking at it and, you know, doing his editing too. So it was, it's been a really, you know, quite a bizarre experience doing this book. I, I've never written one and edited one as, as fast a turnaround as that, but it's gone off to Adam Nichols. Adam's giving it a read. I've sent it off to Julie Corden and now for an edit. So Julie will, will actually do the edit on it. It'll come back. Adam's given it uh, a read uh, to see whether he, he needs to change anything. And Adam will, uh, if he makes any changes to it, he'll do it after Julie's brought it back. There won't be anything substantial, I don't think. Um, and then it'll it'll be sort of ready to go, which is fantastic. Um, so it's off. It's done. Uh, it's out of my hands now. It's I won't see it until... 9th of September now until it gets released unless I have to make any substantial changes to it which touch wood I won't have to do so this week I've actually been editing One Fatal Error the book that's going to be relaunched as No More Secrets so I've got through 20 chapters of that book of um, and there are 32 chapters in the whole book um, so that's been interesting it's a very light edit but I actually I the books that I have written before and that have been an editor I am coming back to there was a bit, uh, a couple of bits in One Fatal Error that I read and I thought, hmm, that's a kind of point of view change and I've rewritten those. So ho hopefully, hopefully the fact that I've spotted it uh, shows that maybe I am learning something at long last, uh, far from perfect with it. But um, just a couple of little bits that I just tweaked, some language I changed. I just decided to soften it down. The beginning of that book, somebody gets their hand hacked off with an axe, <laughs> which is quite a statement to start a book with, isn't it? And I just decided to soften it down because it has the same effect, um, just lopping someone's finger off. And I just thought, you know, it's a little bit less gruesome that. So I've, I've just gone for the finger rather than the hand. So just tiny little changes like that where I've come back to the book. I haven't read it for a couple of years. And I'm just coming back now and thinking, you know what? That's a little bit softer there is better. Uh, it works better. It appeals to more people if it's not quite so violent. Um, but it's it's a fairly light edit. As I say, I've just been doing um, two well, about six chapters per evening, um, and I'm only making minor changes. Only spotted, I think, in the whole thing, one word that was wrong. So, you know, you just kind of pick these things up. But it is it is a re-edit. It will be a slightly different book by the time it goes out. Um, it'll have a new Amazon ASIN. It'll have a, um, a new title, obviously. Um, but it's never really had a lot of readers, that book. So I'm, I'm perfectly comfortable with that. So... As I said in the introduction, I've now written 20 books. I've got 10 sci-fis and I've got 10 uh, thrillers written. Why haven't I, or why aren't I earning $50,000, like 20 books to 50K? And I just thought I'd go through the reasons why that hasn't happened yet. Because I think if you're at the beginning of your writing career, this is probably quite educational stuff. Of course, 20 books to 50K wasn't around when I started uh, writing. So that model... Um, there was a, there was a model. I used to be in a Facebook group called what was it called? Can't remember now. It's gone. I'm not going to sit here struggling for ages trying to figure it out. But that group was the closest thing to twenty books fifty k. Um, but they basically just told you write in series and you know write fast, keep releasing books. Um, but it's obviously more finessed now through the twenty books group. But why why aren't I earning fifty k yet? Reason for that is I haven't written a constant series. I haven't written a constant genre. I haven't had a constant release schedule. And there was no consistent or constant branding across the books, which is kind of what you need to do. Now, I'm redressing that 
with the rapid release. So I've now got 10 thrillers. I think I'll have, I think it'll be 12 by the time I finish doing this, 12 or 13, I think it'll be by the time I finish this writing. And I've, the, I'm sorting the branding out. So uh, Stuart Bache is, is doing virtually all the covers. There will be three from a different series, which will have different covers. Uh, I may, I may get those Stuart Bache to the end. I may not. I'm not sure yet. Um, but they'll have, they will all have quality covers on anyway. Uh, and most of them will look like um, they're in a in a series. But the Walker Bay trilogy, I might end up writing more books around that. So it's a long sort of ongoing series. I'm not sure yet. So I'm quite happy having those covers made by separate author at the, in the, for the time being. Um, I, frankly, I can't afford to get them done by Stuart Bates yet. I'm having to sort of do them cheaper. But I can come back and get them done by Stuart Bates at a later date if I need to. But in the meantime, they won't have my rubbishy covers on. They have really good quality covers on there. Um, so yeah, I split my genres. And I've got and and in science fiction, in particular, I have actually, or I, I will be when I come to rapid re-release my sci-fi. If I do that, I've got a series of seven, which is the Secret Bunker, those three books, Phase Six, the Grid Trilogy. All of those books link, and I can turn that into a series of ten because I have got another three books that link the universes based around a time travel concept and that's already set up in the existing books so I would just have to write that you know again potentially um, I could just go for a rapid re-release with sci-fis write the last three books in that series and then I would have 10 in that series to re-release and they'd all be part of the same universe I could snap new covers on them and, and give it some kind of universe name uh, to link them all together, and then I could start to um, rapid release them and, and resell those as a series of 10. So so I could do that, but I didn't from the outset. I The, the linking kind of came later when I, I realised what I was supposed to be doing. And it's the same with the thrillers. I've never written the constant series with the thrillers. I can tell you that the trilogies do well. So I'm going to have six standalone thrillers. I've also said to you before that um, Adam Croft does exceptionally well with standalone thrillers. So it's only because I can't sell the standalones, not because standalones don't sell. But I'm at least grouping things. Uh, I'm going to group things in, in sets of three, of, in trilogies, um, in notional series. So at least I can package those books and, and sell them better. But that's why I'm not at 50K, because um, I didn't do those things. Not a constant series, not a constant genre, not a constant release schedule not constant branding. That's the reason why I'm not at 50k. So uh, lesson learned. It doesn't particularly, so it doesn't particularly trouble me. Of course, I would love to be uh, earning that consistently now. Uh, it doesn't massively trouble me because I think the fact that I'm doing rapid re-release, that I'm repackaging and presenting things in a slightly different way, what that shows you is that you can take what you've got at any time and change it. Uh, it's not set in stone. Um, and that's why I'm doing the rapid re-releases. I'm going to try and um, apply as many of those principles that I can to the books that I've written. I've got potentially two rapid re-releases there. My three sci-fi books that are in John and James Evans series, they're going to be part of their series anyway. So in many respects, they're part of their universe and I will get the benefit from that. So, you know, we're, we're kind of we're kind of getting there. But I, I do view these first books and all the writing I've done so far. A lot of it, um, I've made money from it, obviously, but I view it as an apprenticeship, um, learning. Uh, you know, you don't waste any of it. And I, I still come back to the fact that if I ever wrote my, my book that just fired, that everybody loved, my girl on the train kind of book, if I ever wrote that book, I can tell you all those books are selling. 
um, all that back catalogue will sell, regardless of when I wrote it, um, because people will just suddenly have that interest and you'll suddenly have a platform. So I never feel like you waste books. Again, I was at my most writing naive when I wrote The Secret Bunker Trilogy. That's been re-edited now. Uh, and, and I've just made more sales in the last month than I have possibly since I um, wrote the book and released it in 2014. And that's the way that books work. They're assets, they're evergreen assets that can fire for you at any time. You know, for instance, you might have a book that somebody picks up in five years time and says, we want to buy the rights, we want to make the film of this. This is the great thing about books. It's not just about the launch. Don't ever feel that it's over because the launch didn't do well. There's so many ways you can reskin them, repackage them, uh, learn the lessons. And that's exactly what I'm doing right now with these books. So it feels good to have written that book. And I'm now, of course, I got to write the next one. And let me, I want to let you into a secret because I know sometimes the impression is from this podcast that all I do is I sit down at the appointed times and I get the writing done. And it's fair to say that is the case. But today I I've had a slightly different day today, so I'm not at work. Obviously, the next two days, I'm not at work. I'd rejiggled things because I wasn't ready to plan two years after. So I'm not, I'm, I'm in theory today and tomorrow, I'm planning before I head off to 20 Books Edinburgh. And I, I laid in today. I didn't get up early. Uh, I, I went in for a haircut at 10 o'clock. I was sitting yakking to my wife, having a cup of tea till quite late. And I thought, oh, do you know what? I just fancy a nice dossy day today. I don't really fancy doing anything at all. And I will admit to thinking, is there any way I can shuffle this around so I don't have to write two years after over the summer? So I was going to take summer off and then start writing again in September. And let me tell you that every bone in my body at the moment wants to take the summer vacation off while the kids are home and my wife is home. I really, I don't want to write at the moment. I don't want to plan a book. Uh, I'm sure that hopefully I'll be able to squeeze it out, but it's really just not coming at the moment. And that isn't writer's block, by the way, that's writer um apathy it's because i can't be bothered to do it <laughs> that's that's why i just sort of feel like uh, i i just feel like i want a bit of a break at the moment but i probably i probably won't take it because i was looking at my schedule thinking is there any way i can rejiggle this is there any way i could do this but i need this book to create another box set to create the number of weeks now if i, I there is a way i could do it and the way i could do it was by um i could Basically, I could put two years after, I could take summer off and just say, that's fine. I've got loads of editing to do. I've got loads of books to get ready for this rapid re-release. And I will start to write again in September and I'll start working on Morecambe Bay 2 or whatever. And the reason I know I could do that is because I, I do have manoeuvrability. I have the manoeuvrability of the Don't Tell Meg trilogy, which I haven't absolutely factored into my rapid release schedule yet. I know it's there and I can do it but I actually haven't factored it in yet. So it's just, it's a penciled in, if you want. It's always at the back of my mind that if, for whatever reason, I couldn't maintain the release rate that I've got, I just, just I'll bump the books that I can't do, put Don't Tell Meg in there, rapid re-release those, do a, do a light re-edit on them like I'm doing with the other books, carry the reviews forward because they've got so many reviews, um, and, then, and then pick up at the end. So I know I can do it, I do have a mechanism to allow me to skive over summer, but I just think, oh, I want to skive, but I shouldn't. Um, yeah, I do. I really, every part of me wants to skive. Every part of me at the moment, on my Thursdays and Fridays, wants to get up late, lie in bed a bit, 
you know, have a cup of tea, yank to my wife, not do anything in particular, and then get around to work when I'm ready. That's what I want to do over summer. I'll go out with the family and have a nice afternoon. That's what I want to do. Um, I am going to have a little look at my planning sheet uh, to see whether there is an inventive way to do that. But I don't know whether there is. I don't think I can squeeze it all. I, I, I might. I might find. I might find a way that I could do it. So I don't because at the moment you see I'm having to get up at uh, six o'clock to write because those Thursdays and Fridays basically are fun days. And, and looking at my schedule, do you know what? I'm, this is uh, this is why it's so deadly doing this. I'm looking at my schedule. I'm thinking, do you know what? I might be able to find a way to do that. Anyhow, I'll tell you next week if I do. But at the moment, my mind is in skive mode. Um, I want to have a summer off or at least not have to get up at six o'clock to write, uh, to find another way around that. I might be able to do it. I'll let you know next week if I do. I just wanted to mention Book Brush to you this week because uh, you know that I'm a big fan of services and softwares that innovate all the time. And Book Brush to me is one of those things. They've got this new service this week, which they've announced called Instant Mockups. And instant mock-ups are basically just uh, kind of cool uh, photos, basically of tablets and phones and book covers in interesting situations. So an example is a pile of books, um, you know, uh, holiday books on a beach with a John Grisham title there and some other books and a pair of sunglasses on. And you can just superimpose your, your book cover on there. Uh, there's also a lady reading a tablet from a photo taken from behind and you can put your book onto the blank sort of screen so they've got all these lovely um, set up photos that you can now use on a book brush and I'm, I'm really getting quite enthusiastic about this. they've got some Christmas ones and gift ones and they've got these you know these lovely ones that you see where people have a billboard with their book cover on the billboard they've got all of those in there too they've got loads of these photos a whole pile of them. Um, and I think that's fabulous. Now, that'll be, I'm sure, in the paid-for version of Book Brush. But there must be, I, I'm scrolling through them as I'm talking to you, there must be about at least 100 on there, if not more. And they're really neat and really nice. So I do just want to recommend Book Brush to you once again. I have recommended it to you before. I particularly like it for making, uh, what's it called? Um, book Bub ads. So these aren't the big... BookBub promos, but these are the ads, and I'm going to be using BookBub ads, obviously, when I do my rapid re-release. I've got some budget set by, especially for that. So I will be using uh, BookBrush a lot when we get to rapid release time. But if you haven't heard of BookBrush yet, they do have a free account. Check it out. It's worth having in your author armory, even if you decide not to upgrade. If you do decide to upgrade, I've put one of my promotional links on the show notes for this week, episode 163. Um, doesn't cost you any more if you upgrade through my referral links, but it just gives me uh, a kickback, I think, when you pay. And that helps, obviously, to support this podcast. Uh, as I mentioned to you last week, I've got a lot of giveaways going at the moment uh, or being set up at the moment. So I have a book sweep sci-fi giveaway that's active at the moment. I'm just bumping my sci-fi list a little bit early, but it doesn't hurt. never hurts to, to bump up the list um, because I, I'm not, I'm not going to get anywhere near doing a sci-fi re-release until 2020. That's just not going to happen. I can't, I haven't got the mental bandwidth to do it or the time to do it before then. Um, but I, I am just topping up my numbers. We got an email this week just to say they've extended it for a few days. That usually means that we haven't got that many people taking part and we're just trying to bump the numbers. But I should still get a couple of hundred subscribers from that. And so that's fine by me. And it's a nice little event to take part in. 
In terms of listing for my giveaway, so these are, I, I'm trying to recruit people to a book funnel, a prolific works, and a story origin giveaway at the moment. And I, these are good to be giveaways that I'm hosting and that we all team up to promote. And these are specifically to just try and bump my my email list for thriller readers before I start doing rapid release. So um, it's been really interesting, actually, because I, I haven't been on prolific works for some time and I haven't been on story origin ever. But um, I can tell you that Book Funnel, even though we're, we're about three weeks out from this event, Book Funnel has filled up already. It's, it's filled up without me pushing it particularly. Um, I've got 30 entries. I've knocked some back. So I've only got good covers. I've only got decent listers. But I've got my 30 books now for Book Funnel, three weeks out before we even do the event. So that, that's fantastic. Prolific Works is about half full. Struggling a little bit with that at the moment. Um, isn't it funny? I used, I used to, um, I used to promote on lots of Facebook pages, but a lot of them seem to have folded. So I, I get the, I don't know how you feel about this, whether you're still doing these book promos, but I get the feeling that they're off the boil a little bit, to be honest with you. I mean, prolific works at one time, you'd be able to fill your giveaway very, very fast. And also there were loads of Facebook groups where I could promote it and get people on board. But now a lot of those seem to have shut down now. And even promoting it on Mark Dawson's uh, Facebook groups that he has for promos, even that didn't fill the prolific works one. Um, obviously, I'm knocking covers back. I am being fussy. I'm knocking covers back which aren't up to scratch or that don't really match the genre. So I have already knocked a couple back. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with prolific works. I think it's going to be hit or miss as to whether I make it with prolific works. I, I probably will. I haven't thrashed it yet, but um, I, I probably will get to my 30 there. As for story origin, I don't. I just don't think there's enough activity there. And it's very sad to say it, but I think I've got about four or five on Story Origin. I need 30. If I don't get sort of to 10 fairly soon, I'm probably going to ditch it and just email people and say, you know, we're not getting the numbers. Um, I'm not going to proceed with this. I don't want to promote if there's only 10 people there. I had I had a couple more in. I had three submissions this morning. Two of them were just rubbish, just rubbish covers. And I'm not listing rubbish covers Um you know, look like their kids had made them. I'm just not prepared to, to promote covers like that because they bring my books down. Uh, you know, even with Paul's dodgy covers on, even, I'd say they're that bad. You know, they're, they're just, they just look like kids made them. And I'm sorry, but if you're self-publishing and you're not putting a decent cover on your book, you know, you can't expect other people to support you. It's, it's one of the full, first rules of self-publishing is get a decent cover on. It doesn't have to cost you a fortune. But it does have to be a half decent cover. It can't make, it can't look like your kids have made it. That's really, that's really my touchdown. You know, I'm not that fussy. I do appreciate that people are doing things on a budget, but they've got to look like they belong to the genre. They mustn't look like your kids have just got a load of scrapbook materials out and stuck it on a page. Um, because some covers, I mean, you know the ones I mean, don't you? You do know the ones I mean. They look pretty awful. And, um, I'm not letting any of those through, I'm afraid. I have been pretty liberal. You know, I'm, I'm fa I am fairly sympathetic with it. Because uh, I appreciate not everybody's going to have that perfect cover. But um, other ones I have knocked back. So Book Funnel's definitely going ahead. Question mark over Prolific Works. I suspect I'll knock Story Origin on the head fairly soon. Particularly if I'm, if I'm saying to you that that's not full next week. Uh, not full, but not, I'm not up to 10, third of the way through listing. I'll probably knock that on the head next week. And just email everybody who's listed and say, sorry, it's not going to go ahead. Because it doesn't look like I'm going to get my 30. So um, I have listed the grid one today. At least I got something done today before skiving off planning two years after. But um, I've listed the grid one for a BookBub promo. Um, now, I don't know. I think I'm all right with this. Uh, I, I'm sure 
book bub will tell me. But I think I'm all right because and tell me whether I've read the rules wrong. But my understanding is is that I can't list because the grid sorry, the secret bunker has just had a promo a month ago. My understanding is is that I can't now relist the secret bunker one for another six months. But I can list the grid one, even though it's the same author name, within the month. So it's a month since anything's been gone out. So I've waited a month now, and now I'm submitting the grid one. I mean, they'll just tell you I can't if I can't, but I assume I can submit a different book because we're, we're promoting a completely different thing. So anyhow, I've, I listed or I submitted the grid one for a book bub promotion this morning. It usually comes back within a couple of days. I'm not going to be able to tell you it this week, but I will let you know next week whether I got knocked back or whether it went through. Now, the grid one has had a book bub promo. I've listed it wide. Also on Amazon... In preparation for this, I bumped the price up a little bit so that the differentials look good. So I will be promoting it for free, but I think I got it listed as maybe, I think it's $3.99 in the States, $2.99 in the UK, and then in Canada and Australia, I've got it at $4.99 of their dollars. And then also in, in India, I often bump it down in India, but I've listed it at a higher price in India too. So I've done that intentionally to make the differential where we list it free very, very high. And I don't know whether that works or not, but that, that's what I've done. I didn't put any notes in this time because it's had a previous promotion. I have to assume that the grid one, you know, I've had the, the secret bunker, the grid one and the, the Don't Tell Meg trilogy. They've all had book bubs now. So I have to assume they, they pass their quality thresholds or whatever their kind of rules are that they have now. If I resubmit the secret bunker in future, I won't submit it. In, well, I might submit it in sci-fi. It depends um, how much I, I need that kind of income at the time. Because I'd really, I'd like the secret bunker in sci-fi, but actually I might just resubmit it in... Was it horror they asked me to submit it in? I might just resubmit it in horror next time because if they're telling me that's the category they think's right for it and they've listed it and it's been perfectly right for income, I'm quite happy with it. And I'll, I'll try realistic it in horror next time. But um, no one's told me to relist the grid in horror uh, even though it is apocalyptic, they're, they're accepting that that one's sci-fi. So that's the genre that I've listed it in. So I'll, I'll let you know next week, let you know how I get on with that. So it is 20 Books Edinburgh this weekend. I am not heading off. I'm recording this on Thursday to make sure it gets done. I am uh, I'm going to head off about one o'clock uh, and I will be there about 2.15. It's only an hour for me, so it's lovely to be heading to Edinburgh. It's a really short journey straight through on the train. No nonsense. Um, never a full train. Uh, up to up to Edinburgh. I say never a full train up to Edinburgh. Uh, that might be famous last words because I'm just trying to work out. I don't think it's festival yet, is it? I can't remember. We might be festival or just pre-festival. I'm not sure. Um, so so who knows? But we'll, we'll find out anyway. But the, the trains to Scotland are usually the only time they're usually absolutely jam-packed is coming back after the new year. New year around Scotland's usually the only time they're absolutely jam-packed. Those trains are pretty good usually from where I live. So, yeah, heading up there, I'm going to check into my accommodation, which isn't, uh, it isn't actually on the location of the, of the campus. I'm, I'm just up the road. I'm only about five minutes up the road, but I'm in some other, um, student accommodation that I got on booking.com. I can't even remember where I'm going. I printed it out. I'll figure it out when I get there. Um, so I'm staying there, just walking distance, and I've got a meeting with John and James Evans. Um, I'm going to slack them, uh, which is how we communicate. I'll slack them when I arrive. We've arranged to meet at three thirty for coffee or a drink, or you know, where they'll find somewhere suitable. And we're meeting at three thirty, and obviously we can then just—I've um, never met uh, John in person, 
Uh, obviously, I've met. Uh, uh, sorry, we'll get that, get the mixed up. I've met John in person. I've never met James in person, and John and I have spe- uh, talked over Skype a couple of times. Um, so uh, I'm looking forward to meeting James, and we will then put the the kind of the dates, the release schedule. We'll just um, you know finish those last bits and pieces about our collaboration that need to be done face to face. So I'm looking forward to that, and I was very keen to get that that formal business bit done before I got embroiled in 20 books because you know what it's like you see people and you maybe go for a coffee with someone and it all is very free flow when you're there and I was very keen to get the business bit done so the bit with John and James is that I must get done when I'm there we could tie the business bit down and then I'm free for the rest of the weekend to do as I please the other thing I'm doing is uh, I won't be making an appearance until probably after 11 o'clock on Saturday if, if you're there um do say hello to me because you know what I'm like. I just walk straight past you and it's not being rude. It's just um, I'm very bad at recognising people out of context. And um, I should wear glasses and I usually don't. So, so often it's short-sightedness. Uh, so if you look at, if you see me grinning at you like I ought to know who you are, but I don't. It's never me being rude. It's just short-sightedness or out of context. Um, so please say hello to me if I appear to have missed you. Um, but I won't be turning up till after 11 o'clock. I'll be sneaking in like the naughty kid at the back of the classroom. And hopefully I won't choose the wrong door. You know when you you know when you know choose the wrong door at a conference and you come in right next to the speaker rather than sneaking in at the back? Hopefully that won't be me. Um, but I'm off for a run um, at a park in Glasgow. So I'm going to get up, go for a run, um, come back, shower, and then I'll make my way over to the conference. Um, and it'll be about 11, I think, by the time I'm done. So, um, and then I'm, I'm leaving quite late on the Saturday. I say late. I'm leaving at about 10 to 7 um, on, on, the, on the Sunday because I thought that when the conference ends, I could nip off for a pizza or something, maybe with somebody, uh, a cup of coffee before I head back on my train. That was kind of my, my reasoning with that so looking forward to 20 books edinburgh a lot of people that um we all know a lot we all know each other now don't we there's a lot of people that i know going up there so i'm looking forward to seeing everybody and i'll let you know how that went next week and just to mention this week for tim lewis tim has uh, tweeted me and i've put his tweet onto this week's show notes tim says after a couple of months podcast listening break uh, the first show I listened to again is yours uh, and Tim's in the local Sainsbury's. Looks like he's buying birthday cards or something like that for somebody. Um, so thanks very much, Tim. Nice to have you back. Um, I know what you mean, actually. Um, I, I've been a bit been a bit off with my podcast recently. I'm, I'm struggling. A lot of people have taken a, a summer hiatus and a lot of interview episodes. I'm just I'm I'm, into, I'm always interested in the personal stuff. But I haven't been very interested in the in the interviews just I'm just not interested in the interviews I've had a lot recently where I'm just thinking I'm not listening to this I'm just just not interested in it um I'll tell you what I am really enjoying at the moment is Mark Dawson's new podcast the self-publishing spotlight I've I've submitted my details to to see if I can get on it at some point but it's a very simple idea but I I really like it and I, I guess the concept for Mark is um and I love it. It's the same. It's in many respects it's the same concept as this podcast, which is get indie authors on who aren't making millions, but who are doing the work. So he's talking to authors who, uh, you know, they're not they're not where Mark is, but they're making they're selling books, they're writing books, they're doing the work, but they're not quite there yet. And and, and so it's always the philosophy I had with this podcast was to talk to those authors, uh, not to the ones who are making zillions and zillions of, of dollars. So uh, let me recommend the self-publishing spotlight to you. That's, um, you know, it's uh, that's been an instant hit for me. Uh, in many respects, actually, I wish they'd make it a little bit longer. Um, is it Tom, the guy who does it? They only ask the same five questions every week. 
Uh, it's kind of like the John Lee Dumas um, philosophy. But actually, it sometimes feels a little bit short to me, and it sometimes feels like there's other topics that could be explored. So I hope, I hope they develop that one because, you know, Mark's got a great audience there and can hit people in a way, uh, hit an audience in the way that I can't. Um, but yeah, sometimes I sort of feel, oh, you know, there's a few extra questions there. I quite like to explore with those guests, particularly as the, the, the beginning of the career. They're, they're where we are in, in, in the trenches trying to make this stuff work. But that, that I'm really enjoying at the moment. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling a bit with the podcast at the moment. Um, a lot of people aren't, aren't broadcasting over the summer. And, um, yeah, so I, I can appreciate that, Tim. I'm, I'm sort of feeling the same, like I, I need to do something else or find something else to listen to. But anyhow, it's nice to have you back, and thank you for putting me first in the queue. As, as, you, look, as you can tell, uh, whistering away as ever, it's like um, it's like a budgie guy. You put a blanket over me at the end of the week, and then I take the blanket off, and I'll start whistling again. Um, but um, hopefully the big thing that you'll hear between when you listened last time and this time is the rapid release. That's probably the big change since you, you last listened to the podcasts. I just want to tell you, um, having said that a lot of people are taking summer breaks, I just wanted to give you forewarning of a, of a slightly different sort of format coming up over the next couple of weeks. I, as you know, I, I've been looking at my schedule and there's a lot on and rapid release has to take precedent here. So um, I'm going away in a couple of weeks' time uh, for several days. And so I just wanted to let you know that I've got uh, one of my special episodes coming on Saturday the 10th of August. You'll get like about five minutes of news. And then I, rec I recorded it this week in the evenings. Um, it's like a one and a half hour episode, right? It's a real long one. So um, it's one of these special episodes I do. But I needed to get something in the pot because I'm just not going to have time that week to record. And I needed it to be something generic. So I've done a special episode, which I've called... 15 things I've changed my mind about in self-publishing. It started as 10 and it made it to 15. And while I was recording, I was thinking, blimey, this is going on a bit. I should have kept it at 10. Uh, so it's quite a long episode. It'll keep you going. Um, but it worked out really well. But yeah, it's just things that over the four or five years I've been doing this, things that I've changed my mind about and things that I'll change my mind about again. If you've listened to these diaries for the three and a half years I've doing them, you know that I constantly pivot and change my mind and uh, you know, that's just how it is. Um, so I've made a list of the main and most important things I've changed my mind about. And that episode will go out on Saturday, the 10th of August. Now, looking at my schedule after that date, I think there's a very, very high chance that for the five weeks from 17th of August until the 14th of September, I think that this diary is going to have to become a diary short episode. Um, I was half tempted to put it on hiatus for a couple of weeks but I'm going to try and squeeze out just short episodes because I just got so much time pressure and by time pressure that sounds sounds like I'm in some kind of you know pressure cooker of of, of targets um it's not just that it's because um I've 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 just squeezed my time I've squeezed it because the family are home and I want to do stuff with the family so it's not all work um I, I'm not having all the family home and not doing family stuff so it's because I'm doing family stuff but also to, to bring money in to, to create advertising cash for the rapid release, I've squeezed in some corporate stuff on my contracts because it's a very good way of making money fast, which I'm just piling straight back into the rapid release budget. Um, so yeah, I've, I've just really squeezed my time. And when I look at it, um, over that period from 17th of August to 14th of September, I could do my writing, I could do my editing, I could do the family stuff, I could do all these things, but I'm not quite sure 
where I'm going to squeeze this diary in. So um, what I often find is I, I get ahead of myself with my targets and then I a pocket of time makes itself available to me. And I think, right, I'll, I'll record there and it'll be fine. So what I'm saying to you is that I'm really just flagging up that I it's not quite obvious where this is going to get done over the 17th of August and 14th of September. So I may have to just put like a five, 10 minute episode in, which lets you know how many words I've written, where I'm up to just all the big headline stuff without any of my usual kind of chit chat and meandering and all that sort of stuff, all the pontification that you get in between just a very literally a diary. This happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, right. See you next week. That, that kind of a diary. So I, I will at least commit to maintaining the shorts but if you get a short, that's why. It's because I've had to squeeze it in uh, just to keep you updated. Um, so apologies if I have to do any shorts, but that's why. And I just want to flag that up before um, we actually get there. Often these ways just have a, way, you know, they have a way of figuring themselves out a lot of the time. So I will have another diary update for you next Saturday. It'll be a full length one because I've got time to record it next Saturday. More editing for me. I'll also let you know next week <laughs> whether I decided to skive. I have, while I've been talking to you, thought of a mechanism for letting myself skive and not have to get up early on the holidays. So I, I might do it. I might do it. I'll let you know uh, next week. And also I'll let you know how 20 Books uh, Edinburgh went as well. So have a great week of writing, editing, whatever you're doing. Hopefully not skiving like I'm planning to do. I'll speak to you next Saturday. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.